Hello and welcome back to The Shady Economist. I'm your host, Alexandra Colalillo, and today's episode is going to provide you with a short breakdown of the relationship between inflation, the cash rate, and the value of your money. So it's been some time uh, since I've released an episode, and people have been asking me whether I'm still alive. The answer is definitely yes. I'm back and I'll be dropping shorter monthly episodes designed to provide you with just enough content needed to understand what's going on in the economy and how it affects you. Plus, being financially literate is sexy. And I chose the topic of inflation because the issue is definitely current and I can't tell you the number of people who have asked me why the inflation rate is still so high, even while the RBA keeps increasing the cash rate. Let's break all of this down by first quickly defining what causes inflation and how policy instruments such as the cash rate are designed to ultimately manipulate it. Put simply, when prices rise, it means that a unit of currency buys less than it did in other periods. Australia is experiencing record levels of inflation, currently sitting at 6.1%, which is the highest recorded since 1990. But it's important to note that Australia actually isn't doing too badly relative to the US and the UK, where annual inflation is actually sitting at 9.1% and 9.4% respectively. So if you are travelling at the moment, you're probably going to be hit hard. This inflation surge began around early 2021 as we started to, to bounce back from COVID. And unfortunately, it isn't expected to peak in Australia until sometime after October this year. So the question is... You know, where did all of this come from? Well, let's start with demand. When demand for goods and services increase, prices subsequently increase. So the economic recovery from COVID-19 lockdowns prompted by government stimulus packages, previously lower interest rates and excess money supply has been stronger than expected. So spending following these fiscal boosts have propped up prices. So that's the demand side. On the supply side, supply chains impacted during the COVID-19 pandemic are now further disrupted by the geopolitical conflict between Russia and the Ukraine. So the negative supply shock has reduced supplies of energy, metals and agricultural commodities, further propelling prices of items such as meat and petrol due to the scarcity of these products. This leads us to the next question. How has Australia attempted to reduce these inflationary pressures? Well, let's start with what the Reserve Bank of Australia aims to do. It has three broad goals of price stability, which means an inflation rate between 2 to 3%, full employment and the economic prosperity and welfare of the Australian people. And earlier this year, the RBA started to increase the cash rate, which is now at 1.85% in an effort to reduce inflation. So how does this work? When the cash rate increases, people have to pay more interest on their debt, which ultimately reduces spending. And even if you don't have debt, you're incentivized to save your money in the bank to receive higher returns on your savings. Again, this does not encourage you to spend and is all designed to reduce your demand for goods and services in the economy. So what's the problem then? Why is inflation still high, yet the RBA has been increasing the cash rate for some time now? And because of this, we should probably speculate whether cash rate manipulation by the RBA in an effort to reduce prices is the right policy response. Sure, the high cash rate is definitely reducing demand, which will reduce inflationary pressures somewhat. But we have a problem. 
What distinguishes the current situation from other economic shocks is the fact that inflation is not driven as much by domestic Australian demand as it is by global supply chain disruptions due to the pandemic and the geopolitical conflict. Therefore, increasing the cash rate in an effort to dampen demand is unlikely to have a material effect on global prices. According to the Treasury, the border closure has permanently reduced the size of the workforce post-pandemic, estimating a 1.5 million reduction in population growth between 2030 and 2031. As a result, annual growth is set to slow below 2% over the next 20 years, assuming the current price of technological progress is maintained. So suppressing domestic demand may therefore not achieve the desired effect and only further decrease employment and economic growth. Second, if economic and wage growth remains mild and unemployment begins to increase while inflation persists, this may actually result in a situation called stagflation. So there's still a risk that raising the cash rate will prematurely depress economic activity at an unfavourable time. And as negative supply shocks perpetuate, decisions about how much to tighten monetary policy, by that I mean how much to increase the cash rate, and for how long, will become more difficult over time. And last, you're probably wondering why wage growth is nowhere near inflationary growth. This is definitely a problem. And if wages don't follow suit with inflation, the rise in the cost of living is going to place a downward pressure on demand regardless of whether higher cash rate measures are implemented. So moving forward, RBA decisions will be guided by the outlook for inflation and the labour market. But the magnitude and timing of policy decisions will be challenged over time as global supply shocks continue. Until supply side issues are resolved, I expect inflation will still remain high. So that's a summary of what's going on in Australia and around the world with inflation and, and how the cash rate is used by the RBA to target inflation and employment and growth. So if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me and I can explain this further. Or if you have any other topics in mind, just give me a message through Instagram. Chat to you soon.